0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. I hope you are having just a beautiful day. You know, we've got a a nice winter shower uh, going on down here at the beach. It's about 70 degrees and just a, a nice rain. It's it feels like spring. I tell you, we've had a very mild winter. Uh, down here in the panhandle this year. I know the Midwest has been just pulverized with crazy weather. Uh, But we're having a wonderful time down here, and it's great. I love it, you know, because it's really – it's what sets us apart, I think. And it's it's one of the reasons Paige and I moved down here 13 years ago is because we wanted a place where she could write uh, and and, and do the, the inspirational romances that she does. We wanted a place that was conducive for raising our kids, where they could have fun. And, you know, at the same time where we could grow as a family. And God has just done amazing things over the years, and that's the fun part. You know, and you, the listeners, is what makes this show so vibrant and live. And I love that. We have been going through lately my index uh, box. What what different subjects to cover. and And last week we were looking at attitude, and this week I've kind of popped into self-improvement you know and and i remember when when i first got into studying self improvement i i sat in in some classes and i was at a church and they were talking about how self improvement was really a a secular philosophy and a sin you must rely on god and i'm sitting there thinking well i believe that but you got to pray you got to seek the holy spirit you got to say you know god show me something and the only way to do that's to to read and study and learn. It's what we do in church. you know. So I was always a little bit, little bit convoluted. Now, as I grew, I learned that there are some uh, self-improvement philosophies that are probably of a more secular or, or humanistic uh, me, me, me persuasion that I don't necessarily agree with. But I got to thinking, man, you can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. It's like people that say evolution – is is against the Bible, and it's like, well, that was pretty naive, but you know I learned from it, and I believe that everybody has their own path that they have to walk down, you know, and that at the end of the day everybody really does want the same thing. everybody wants to get to heaven and you know live eternal, if you know if that's what you believe, but along the way, the only way to do that in any aspect of your life is to improve. And the only way to improve is to study, to seek, to turn that knowledge into wisdom. We talked about this yesterday, you know, the myth that knowledge is power when the reality is wisdom is power and wisdom is knowledge in action. And that's what we've got to look at. And today I'm, I'm, I'm popping in, we're doing a couple things, but I want to talk about, and this kind of goes back to the first day and, and, and today, you know, how can you maintain a teachable attitude. Now, I got to thinking about this as I was looking through my notes, and I thought, oh man, this is where I blended these two together. Because if you've got an attitude of, I know it all, I don't need your crap. I'm smarter than the teacher, I'm smarter than the preacher, I'm smarter than the general, I'm smarter than the drill instructor. I don't care who you're smarter than. You know, most men have learned they're not smarter than their wives, so that's okay. But you, if you have that attitude, you know, that narcissistic crap, what happens you stop learning that's what happens you can't let that happen so you got to have this teachable attitude in order to grow in order to improve i believe that it's what you learn after you think you know it all that counts and you want to know where this this shows up in life now somebody may say saying, you know Troy I, I, it all sounds good no let me tell you something. I want you to think of any two year old that you have seen two year olds think they're the smartest people on earth. they know it all. They can tell Mommy and daddy what they want they know where to go they they're this they it's all about them, but then, as they start to grow older, they start to learn that it's what they know after. They thought they knew everything that counts. see that's the key to growing. so how do we do this? I want you to write this down. I think this is important guys this is this is i the and the reason I think it's important is because this is what I wrote down. These are things that I've learned, and I'm constantly growing so i'm I'm looking through everything as I grow. But here we go. Number one, nothing is interesting if you're not interested. See this is the thing with people. People look at school. They go to they go to, you know, elementary school, middle school, we called it junior high, they get into high school and they start looking for careers. Sadly, I think most of them look to say how much do you earn a year instead of will I be interested in this? I have been totally blessed. I have done lots of things in my life. I started out my first job Outside of the home, let me go back. My first jobs in the home was babysitting. I babysit the neighborhood kids, had a blast. Then I got into tinkering stuff. So I would I would go around and and I would repair TVs and stuff at home. I would I sold mason shoes at home. I mean I was having a blast. Then I got my first job and and, and worked at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I didn't like working at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Didn't like it at all. It was nasty. I love their chicken to this day. I could eat Kentucky Fried Chicken all day long, but I didn't want to work there. I went from there to working at a Winchell's Donuts, kind of like a Dunkin' Donuts. Now, I love bacon, so that was cool. I really liked that. And I got to work the night shift, so I didn't have a bunch of garbage. Got to meet the cops. It was kind of cool. Worked my way up, did hot tar roofing. Kind of liked it. It was kind of fun. Got into construction. Really loved woodworking. I I mean I put additions on the houses. I I can make pens and boxes and you know you know, I love woodworking. But there's things throughout my life I didn't like. I've run country clubs, been a bounty hunter, been in mergers and acquisitions, network marketing, been securities licensed. Done, I mean, you you have to be interested in it. Otherwise you're not going to succeed. You're not going to grow. You're not going to be teachable. The German philosopher Goethe advised, never let a day pass without looking at some perfect work of art, hearing some great piece of music, and reading, and reading in part some great book. Oh, I believe that. That's the name of the game. Nothing is interesting if you're not interested. If you want to have a teachable attitude and you want to grow personally, then you've got to be interested in it. Number two. Successful people view learning differently than those who are unsuccessful. I don't look at taking tests and studying and learning bad. I've been I've been studying. I'm 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 part of an online uh school that I get to go at my own pace, thank goodness. Where I'm studying um and and this is more from a theological standpoint, it won't make a lot of sense. Some of these words may not make sense, but I'm gonna share them. I'm studying apologetics, which means how can I defend my faith. I'm studying critical thinking so that I can I can better understand how to to come to logical conclusions. I'm studying theology because I'm wanting to learn more. It's not so I can become a preacher or anything like that. I just love learning because I know that if I can get the the knowledge and learn how to apply it in my own life, I can teach others how to apply it in theirs. And what did I say at the beginning of the hour? Knowledge, wisdom is power, and wisdom is knowledge put into action, and that's what I want to teach people Number two, or or no, that's where we're at, successful people learn, uh, view learning differently than unsuccessful people You know, there's a lot that's been said about the difference between blue-collar workers and white-collar workers And I personally don't think there's any difference, except that the the white-collar workers have more ring around the collar than the blue-collar workers Outside of that, there isn't a difference each of them has found something that they truly love, they truly get successful at. I have I have worked side-by-side side with more blue-collar – well, probably not more, probably as many blue-collar workers as white-collar workers. And at the end of the day, you want to know what I've learned? If it wasn't for the blue-collar workers, the white-collar workers wouldn't have jobs. And when I listen to the blue-collar workers' work, those that really love it – my good friend Jim Bartlett, phenomenal network marketer, but you want to know what he really is passionate about? Creating molds, the the I kind of think they call them dies, and they go into mold machines. And he's able to create such perfection when it comes to certain parts that have to go into a machine. He is so good at it that his boss said, "You can write your own ticket, work a couple days a week, three days a week, because I know when you're in here, it's going to get done." He he loves what he does. He's always teachable, always trying to learn. And that's what makes him successful. Number three, learning, this is powerful. I wish I would have understood this in high school. Learning is meant to be a lifelong pursuit. I think the wrong stuff is taught in that what we call today middle school. You leave your adolescence, you leave that elementary school, and you work your way up to be into high school you're in those middle school years. You start sprouting hair where you never had it. You start to notice that girls aren't as flat-chested as you are anymore. Your hormones are raging, and nobody sets down to say, hey, guys, I want to talk to you a little bit about what the future is going to bring and and what it means to be looking at the opposite sex and, and how that's going to affect your life in the future. We don't really do that. We're still trying to teach them math, English, science. And they don't have a reason. They don't understand. I don't care what anybody says. They don't have an, a reasoning, an understanding of why do I need to know this crap? I graduated high school, could barely spell. I hated English. I didn't care if a preposition came before supposition, and I didn't care if you told me that I ended my word, my sentence with a preposition, and I shouldn't do that. Didn't care about that. I didn't care about nothing. Today I blog like crazy. I still have a little spelling errors here and there, but I know what I'm doing. I've had to study it. That was hard for me. If somebody would have said, Troy, no matter what, you may not need science and you may not need history, but you're going to need some, some math and you're going to need some English. Now, I knew math. Math was important to me because I was in woodworking. Never understood the need for English. I'm amazed that I'm even married today. As my wife shows me some of the love letters I wrote her in high school, I'm amazed she didn't have to go out and find somebody that could interpret them for because my spelling was so atrocious. I can articulate what I want to say, but I learned something. Learning was meant to be a lifelong pursuit. It doesn't end when I graduated high school. It didn't end when I graduated the Marine Corps. It didn't end when I got all my licenses and, and could be an investment advisor. You know, today, no matter what industry I'm in, I'm constantly learning and being a student of that industry. I carry barren books around their dictionaries with investment terms and economic terms and stuff. When I hear somebody talk and say something that I don't understand, I'm flipping through one of my books and I'm looking to see what that means. I want to know what they're talking about. I want to learn when I'm passionate about something. I'm, I'm investing quite a bit of time with an equity firm right now, learning and studying private equity placement. Powerful, dagum stuff I'm learning about. Because learning was meant to be a lifelong pursuit. See, when you start to learn, when you continually learn, then your your attitude is one of, give me more. Give me more. That's some, That's rock-solid, powerful stuff. This is what it takes to constantly be learning. This is what you've got to do. It's what we all have to do. The fourth thing you've got to do is, or the fourth thing in in having a teachable attitude, and I've learned this personally, and we talked about it a minute ago, pride is the number one hindrance to being teachable. Pride. You know, I remember sitting in my algebra class, Coach Dunn was my teacher, great guy, and my great coach, too. But I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at the equation, and he's saying, Troy, can you make this work? And I'm putting the equation on paper, and I come to the right answer, but it's not like he did. Now, I understand, maybe it's because I'm left-handed and most people are right-handed. I don't have a clue about all of that stuff. But I'd go up to the board and I'd get the right answer, and he'd get so infuriated with me. You have to do it my way. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Why? Because that's what the book says. As hard as I try, when I tried to do what he was trying to tell me to do, I wouldn't get it. He kind of messed with my pride in the opposite way. I was so proud that I got the right answer, but he told me I got the right answer wrong. To this day, I don't know how you can get the right answer wrong, but, 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 but you can, I guess. And then I met people in my life, and I'd I'd listen, and they'd say, Yeah, this is what I was going to do, but I knew more than my professor, so I quit. Yeah, I knew more than my boss, so I quit. Yeah, I knew more than the preacher, so I quit. And I'm sitting there thinking, Okay, the common denominator is you quit. So how the Sam Hill do you know what you know, and how smart you really are when you quit before the professor could finish telling you what he knew, or the preacher, you know, quit. Teaching because you left. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, I left my wife. I'm smarter than that old witch. How? How the heck do you know? She probably beat you in the divorce, got all the money, the house, and the kids, and you're sitting out here trying to work two, three jobs just to pay the alimony or, or child support or whatever it is. See, the one I'm saying, pride can get in the way. I've watched successful businessmen and women lose their husbands, their wives, their businesses because of Pride. I wear a wristband on my, and you guys hear me say this. I wear it all the time. It says I am second, because it reminds me every day. I don't, I don't want to get prideful. I mean, I think I could in a heartbeat. I have in the past. I lost my bail bond business because of pride. I have a real ass back then. Some people probably say I'm today. But see, you can't let that, you can't let pride get in the way. There's just no. If you do that, it screws up everything. See, when you when you take what we were just talking about and you, you apply that, life will change for you. Because all of a sudden, you're always looking, what can I learn? See, John taught me something a long time ago. He calls it the 101% rule. And I'll never forget this. I've written it down. I try never to disagree with people. I try to find the 1% we can agree on and give it 100% of my effort. And since I've started doing that, life has really started changing for me. It's started to really get better. I'm so excited about it because it, it's it's working. It, it's really going somewhere. It's doing something. So how can how can you take your talent, you know, to the next level? What is it you need to do to be able to make that really, really work and work in a big? I mean, a big way. What? what how can you do that? Have you thought about that? I wrote some stuff down because you got to understand, I started studying leadership at 17 years old. First, just straight up through the military, through the Marine Corps, studying what I was and focusing on that stuff. And, and then I got out and I started looking at personal development. I, I read Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of the most powerful books I ever read. I still read it about, about once every other year now. I end up having to get a new copy every now and then because I write up all over it. Because I thought, man, I want friends. I don't want enemies. I just, I remember quitting the bail bond business with probably more enemies than I had friends. Heck, my family didn't even like me. I thought, man, I never want to go through that. So here's some stuff I did to take my career to the next level, to take my my talents and put them to work and and I had so much fun last week at an equity firm doing this I got to listen to the to the managing partner share I just got to sit there and listen Man ain't nothing better than that I'm telling you it like kicks but Here's what I learned Number 1 I learned to listen I know I know you know God gave you one mouth and two ears boy pay attention but, I mean, I really put that to work. I started to listen. One of the great philosophers, I love this guy, Henry David Thoreau. Thoreau, I think say how you say it, I don't know. It takes two to speak the truth, one to speak and one to hear. Wow. It takes two to speak the truth, one to speak and one to hear. See, being a good listener helps us to know people better. It helps us to understand where they're coming from. When I get ready to go into an interview situation, I do my best to know those people prior to jumping in. I want to know what's happening, what's going on, where it's at, who's doing what. It's the coolest thing under the sun. And it's like, oh my gosh. I learned something. You can learn something. The only way to learn is to listen. second thing you got to do is understand that learning is a process. You're not going to learn it overnight. It's kind of like losing weight, you know. It didn't take you overnight to put on that extra 40 pounds. You're not going to get it off overnight. Number one is that you, you, in the process of learning is you've got to act. You've got to act actually actively want to learn and want to listen and want to do something. Number two, you've got to be able to evaluate your mistakes. Know what it is you need to change. You've got to search for a way to do it better. Then you've got to go back to step one, start it all over again. You gotta understand the learning process. I've got some major changes going on in my life. We're we're looking at, at ripping away some of the income streams that we have. We're we're looking at, at investing in some new ones. Trying to figure out what what fits for us, you know, because that's at the end of the day, I believe that's what it's all about: is what what's going to better your family, what's what's going to be able to move you forward to in, in the ways that you need to go. And the only way to do that is to go through the learning process. Number three: look for and plan for teachable moments. I look for that in myself, and I look for it with my kids. My wife and I teach each other all the time things. She'll say, well, honey, did you look at it like this? Well, heck no, I didn't look at it like that. Why the heck would I do that? You know, and all of a sudden I realize, man, God put a wild woman in my life for a reason. You've constantly got to be looking for those teachable moments where you can teach others and where you can learn from others. Yesterday I had a situation come across my desk and I reached out to two powerful friends who see the world in two different views. And said, hey, here's the dilemma that I'm at. Here's where I'm at. How would you guys address this? Can you help me out here? It was powerful stuff. Great stuff. Both of them gave me words of wisdom. It was a teachable moment for me. It was powerful. Number four, make your teachable moments count. You want to be able to... To take those moments, and maybe you don't do it like I do. Maybe you don't have a journal. Maybe you don't have a three by five cards. Maybe you do everything in the technology realm. Maybe you record it and put it in the cloud or something. I don't know. Whatever it is you do, but record those moments. Maybe you just use pictures and put them at Pinterest. But whatever the case is, you need to do that. You need to to make your teachable moments count remember Maxwell used an analogy, uh, I think it's what you call these things, acronym, that's what it is, uh, called TACOS. He said T indicates you need to do some time thinking on the point. T is for that time thinking. C indicates something you need to change. Instead of an O, it's a smiley face, and that means that you're... That you're doing that thing particularly well it means what you're looking at. You're, you're you're proud of A indicates that you need to apply what you're learning, and S means that you need to share. Maxwell's always doing that. He's writing down all these weird things like that, and they work. They stick out in your mind. The other thing you've got to do is you've you've got to ask yourself. This is number five. Am I really teachable? Now that's a that's a powerful question when you sit there. Am I really teachable? Here's some questions that can help you along that lines. Am I open to other people's ideas? Do I listen more than I talk? Am I open to changing my opinion based on new information? Do I readily admit when I'm wrong? Do I observe before acting on a situation? Do I ask questions? Am I willing to ask a question that will expose my ignorance? Man, I do that all the time. Well, most of the time I don't even have questions. Am I open to doing things in a way I haven't done it before? Powerful stuff right there. Am I willing to ask for directions? Do I act defensive when criticized or do I listen openly for the truth? I believe that in every ounce of criticism... There's an ounce of truth. Actually, there's a pound of truth. For every ounce of criticism, there's a pound of truth. Most of us don't want to listen to it, though. Most of us want to pretend it doesn't exist for some reason. So this brings us to thinking about, then. then if I want to have a teachable attitude, if I don't want to be arrogant in my attitude and, and think that no one can teach me anything, what do I do? Let's, let's, You know, I wrote on this other card. Let's look at this for a minute. Let's write the different attitudes that you could have that could, could hinder, even if you think you're te- these could hinder you. Number one, that arrogant attitude. No one can teach me anything. We talked about that early on. I know it all. I quit. Well, I quit, I quit, I quit. All I hear is I quit. I'm smarter than, no, 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 same thing. So that attitude could stop people from helping you. A naive attitude, someone can teach me everything. No, that isn't true either. You know, that, that, that doesn't happen. But a teachable attitude would be that everyone can teach me something. I learned from women. I learned from men. I learn from kids. I love teens. You learn something. You know, in every phase of my life, I've learned something. Paige and I were talking about this the other day. She goes, "Honey, I think you're one of the only people I know that can either, you know, walk the streets and connect with the, with street people, or you can sit in a boardroom with multimillionaires and carry on business transactions." And I said, "Well, God really blessed me to grow up in a pretty bizarre family in a pretty bizarre situation. I've been able to, through my bail bond and my bounty hunting days." Learn to appreciate every phase of life and every role that a person plays. From that street hooker with her teeth missing. Trust me, it's not at all like Hollywood shows. With bad breath, who shares about how when she was very young, she had been abused, usually by a relative. And she realized that people would at least pay her for what she was going through. Doesn't change the emotional hurt. I learned to talk to high-priced gigolos, guys that, you know, women will pay money for and say, dude, what the heck are you doing? You're good-looking, stud, you get a modeling job, you go do something, and they'd share their life. I talked to businessmen who had fallen short in ethics and ended up in prison for counterfeiting or trying to defraud people. Attorneys who had made it big, were su- successful and how they had gotten there, to pastors running multi-million dollar churches, athletes that were great on the field, but lousy money managers. Each one of them have taught me something. And I thought, wow, man, how cool Jesus must have had it as he was meeting all these people when he walked the earth. Learning, Listening at times teaching them, at other times probably learning something. I thought, man, this is pretty cool. So how do you learn? How do you apply this? How, As we close this out in the last couple minutes, what do you do? I think you make learning your passion. If you will value people, develop relationships that, that are to help with growth potential for both parties, identify the people's strengths and weaknesses, Continually ask questions, then learning will be your passion in such a big way that you will have a teachable attitude, that your self development will grow in ways that you never, ever dreamed. I believe that with all my heart because I've applied it. It's not about the lambskin on the wall, it's about what's in the heart. And if you have a teachable spirit, if your attitude is there, then I tell you what, the sky's the limit for you. I don't care what your age. Just go study Colonel Sanders and see what he did at 65 with a teachable attitude. Folks, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm having fun. This is great. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it.